14 minutes. Okay, and counting. Uh, shalom, everybody. Uh, in this week's Parsha, we're going to read a, a very uh, peculiar story. That when the people of Israel walking through the desert, they started complaining that it's too hot and there is a lot of dust and they cannot walk so many years and that there is no food and the, the bread that they eat is spoiled and there isn't much water. So, and by the way, they didn't walk through the desert for 40 years. I mean, their entire trip was about two years. And then they actually settled for almost 38 years Ba'avot Moab. They didn't walk like, you know, every day for 40 years or like every month. But really the, the majority of the trip was about two years. And then they, they were settled in Avot Moab. Nevertheless, they were complaining that it's the desert. And they were um, actually, actually pulled out of America of those times. You know, Egypt was a beautiful place with water when there is a lot of food. And they even gave them free garlic and onion, beautiful foods, amazing gourmet foods. So what God does, he brings over serpents, serpents of the worst kind, with kind of venom that kills on the spot. And they start biting the people of Israel. And they started calling from Moshe, please help us. So Hashem tells him a very, very uh, strange solution. You create a serpent out of copper, you put it up, and anybody who's bit lying on the floor is about to die is going to look up at the serpent that made with copper and he's going to survive. So immediately the Gemara, all the Farshim say, what's going on? How come? I mean, we never saw anything like that in Judaism. Obviously, you don't, you don't create any figurine of anything. More so, how is it possible that in order to be cured from that venom of the serpent, you look at a, a, a snake made with copper and all of a sudden you, you heal from, from the, the, the venom and, and you recover. So the Farshim say that it's not about the, the, the serpent, it's about that they look up to God because they're, they're lying on the floor, they have to look upwards. So, but the question remains, so why need that serpent made with copper? Tell him to look up to heaven and pray to Hashem. Well, this past, I don't know, 18 months, we were beaten by serpents. A serpent named COVID-19. And unlike any other time in the history of the Jewish people, it wasn't the Nazis, and it wasn't the communists, and it wasn't the, the, the Muslims who banned us from going into shuls. It was rabbis that told us on the first lockdown, you don't go to shul, 
You don't even form a minion. Passover of last year, we daven at home with no minion. In my house, it was like a, it was like a conveyor belt minion because you know I started the minion early when I woke up, and then my other son got up and started like going around the house at the at the backyard davening, and then the other son. And my neighbor said, listen, I've never been to a shul. The davening takes about six hours, you know, <laughs> by the time I started, my son finished. But it was kind of clear, I mean, at least, you know, that's how I saw it, that Hashem was talking to us. Hashem was talking to us. I mean, People who are not connected, people who don't come to shul, people who do not practice, I, I mean, I'm not judging anybody. But maybe it's more difficult for them to see that. And all they see today is the financial hump that we have on our back, trillions of dollars that we're going to start paying today. There is, by the way, a 20% increase in almost all services and products worldwide. Somebody has to pay for it. But it's going to be very, very sad if all that we're going to have in mind is the financial crisis of the COVID-19. Because that was the least of it. All of a sudden, it was possible to have a wedding without spending $150,000. All of a sudden, in my neighborhood, couples got married Obviously, no crowd was allowed. So there was no wedding hall and there was nothing fancy. But the neighbors, like the old time, chipped in. And in this house, they set up the cake. And this house set up, you know, the food. And this house, the, the, the bride uh, was, you know, wearing the dress and putting on her makeup. And the groom was over there. And they're like on the street between the houses. They set up the chuppah and it was the happiest wedding ever. No need to spend so much money. But the, the happiness was genuine because everybody was part of it. All of a sudden there was no talking in shul because there was no shul. And when, when they let us go back to shul, we had, we had to put on our mouth a harness. Eh, I'm sorry, a mask. A mask. Well, that's the way it is. How could you talk to your friend if he's six feet away? And, and when you want to whisper, they cannot hear because of the mask. I mean, even if you talk loudly, they cannot understand what you say. Couldn't we learn the lesson without it? You know, I believe that if we wanted to, we could have. But maybe... We had to carry that. I don't have it here on me because I know that there is no mask anymore, but it's in the car. But I'm saying, maybe we needed that, just like that copper serpent. To remind us, the copper serpent was not there for the Jewish people to pray for. It was to remind them why they were beaten by serpents. You complained about the food, they had the manna. That was the ultimate food. It was absorbed entirely in the body. There is no, what you call like, remains. There's nothing that you need to get rid of. The body didn't need to process anything. 
You could taste anything you wanted. And it was kosher. First bite you want to taste like filet mignon, good. Then next bite you want to like a pizza, fine. It's the same food. You taste whatever you want. And they were complaining about it. So Hachamim say that God brought the serpent because snakes have no sense of taste. Everything feels to them the same. That's the reason why he brought the, 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 the serpents. You were complaining about what is basically the ultimate food, the ultimate conditions. They were going to sleep at night, you get up in the morning, and, and, and your clothes were like at the cleaners while you were asleep, wearing them. You get up in the morning, it was nice and ironed and clean, and it was um, no, no, nothing, you know, everything was good. For 38 years, for 40 years. Yes, they were said they couldn't go shopping because there was no need for shopping. Everything remains new. Why would you go and shop with new clothes? Maybe that was the only issue. So God brought the snakes because snakes represent kfiyut tova. Not being appreciated, not, being, not having gratitude. Trying to find evil like in, in everything. Like the serpent in Gan Eden, he came to Hava, listen, what did God tell you? You can do that, you can do that. Manipulating. And the copper snake was there to remind them. Don't just ask Hashem to cure you. Be aware why you got beaten for the first pla- in the first place. And if we don't take that into our life, into this experience, if, we can, if, if you know, the minute they remove the masks and everything is going to be okay, and you can get on a flight and leave anytime you want, we miss the point. We missed probably the most important lesson. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying specifically the Jewish people Received from Hashem in the past 100 years. All of a sudden, people were at home. Today we have houses. Because we leave in the morning and when we come home in the afternoon just to take a shower and then go out again and we come back just to sleep. Like bed and breakfast. All of a sudden we were at the house for a whole month with the entire family. And believe it or not, we got along fine. People, got, people actually had fun being with the family in one house for a whole month. It was a Discovery Channel documentary if you could do that about it. So what I want to believe, I want to believe that we're smart enough. We're smart enough and we're, we have the conscience and, and the emotions and, and the common sense to realize that it's quite possible to make alterations in our lifestyle. To make alterations in the way we think, in the way we behave towards each other, in the way we, we feel about this, this place. This place is not just a place of davening. We can daven outside. It's way more than that. It's a privilege. To be in a shul, it's a privilege. 
And unfortunately, we were found not worthy of that privilege for a long time. And once we become appreciative of what we have, I believe that from that point on, we're like on the roadway to heaven till Mashiach comes, Bezat Hashem. All the best. Thank you.